Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 24th day of January. I say it a lot, but I need to reiterate so that it's very clear. It's an honor and a privilege and truly my joy to be here reading the Word of God together with all of you, not for you, but with all of you as I am a part of this community of beautiful people, believers, doubters, questioners, um, not yet believers. Together we make up just a beautiful picture of the vast differences within the body of Christ. And, and I love that we can all be so different and unique and still be here together despite our differences because we are all going to differ on a lot of different things and unity is not everybody being the same unity is coming together for a common cause despite our differences i love that the word of god is the thing that unifies us all together to be here and engaged in the scripture in one way or another Yesterday, we read a bit of a difficult story with Dinah and her brothers and and the complete revenge sought out for the mistreatment uh, of their sister, which I guess in a sense is noble if you have brothers and wished or hoped that at some point they would jump uh, to your rescue and your defense at your mistreatment or your injustice. However, we witnessed the consequences of revenge sought out in a way that can only bring repercussions. And so we pick up there today where we left off yesterday, reading Genesis chapters 35 through 37. And this week we're reading the common English Bible, Genesis chapters 35. God said to Jacob, get up, go to Bethel and live there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you ran away from your brother Esau. Jacob said to his household and to everyone who was with him, get rid of the foreign gods you have with you. Clean yourselves and change your clothes. Then let's rise and go up to Bethel so that I can build an altar there to the God who answered me when I was in trouble and who has been with me wherever I've gone. So they gave Jacob all of the foreign gods they had, as well as the rings in their ears, and Jacob buried them under the terebinth at Shechem. When they set out, God made all of the surrounding cities fearful so that they didn't pursue Jacob's sons. Jacob and all of the people with him arrived in Luz, otherwise known as Bethel in the land of Canaan. He built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, because God had revealed himself to him there when he ran away from his brother. Rebekah's nurse Deborah died and was buried at Bethel under the oak, and Jacob named it Ellen Bacoth. God appeared to Jacob again while he was on his way back from Padan Aram and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob, but your name will be Jacob no longer. No, your name will be Israel. And he named him Israel. God said to him, I am El Shaddai, be fertile and multiply. A nation 
Even a large group of nations will come from you. Kings will descend from your own children. The land I gave to Abraham and to Isaac, I give to you, and I will give the land to your descendants after you. Then God ascended, leaving him alone in the place where he spoke to him. So Jacob set up a sacred pillar, a stone pillar, at the place God spoke to him. He poured an offering of wine on it and then poured oil over it. Jacob named the place Bethel, where God spoke to him. They left Bethel, and when they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel went into hard labor. During her difficult labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid. You have another son. As her life faded away just before she died, she named him Ben-Anai, but his father named him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried near the road to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a pillar on her grave. It's the pillar on Rachel's tomb that's still there today. Israel continued his trip and pitched his tent farther on near the town of Eder. While Israel stayed in that place, Reuben went and slept with Bilhah, his father's secondary wife, and Israel heard about it. Jacob had 12 sons. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, and Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, were Gad and Asher. These were Jacob's sons born to him in Padan Aram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, that is, Kiriath Arba. This is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac lived as immigrants. At the age of 180 years, Isaac took his last breath and died. He was buried with his ancestors after a long, satisfying life. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. These are the descendants of Esau, that is, Edom. Esau married Canaanite women. Ada, the daughter of the Hittite Elon. Ohilabama, the daughter of Ana, son of the Hittite Zibion. And Basemath, the daughter of Ishmael and sister of Nebaioth. Ada gave birth to Eliphaz for Esau. Basemath gave birth to Reuel. And Ohilabama gave birth to Jush, Jalem, and Korah. These are Esau's sons born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and everyone in his household and his livestock, all of his animals, and all of the property he had acquired in the land of Canaan. And he moved away from the land of Canaan and from his brother Jacob. They had so many possessions that they couldn't live together. The land where they lived as immigrants couldn't support all of their livestock. So Esau, that is Edom, lived in the mountains of Seir. These are the descendants of Esau, the ancestor of Edom, which lies in the mountains of Seir. These are the names of Edom's sons, Eliphaz, son of Esau's wife, Ada, and Ruel, son of Esau's wife, Basemath. Eliphaz's sons were Taman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Timnah was the secondary wife of Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she gave birth to Amalek for Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Ada. These are Reuel's sons, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mitzah. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. 
These are the sons of Esau's wife, Ohelabama, the daughter of Anna, Zibion's son. She gave birth to Esau, Jush, Jalem, and Korah. These are the tribal chiefs from Esau's sons. The sons of Eliphaz, Esau's oldest son, Chief Teman, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Ketam, and Chief Amalek. These are the tribal chiefs of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. They are Ada's sons. These are the sons of Ruel, Esau's son, Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, and Chief Mitzah. These are the tribal chiefs of Ruel in the land of Edom. They are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Ohelabama, Chief Jush, Chief Jalem, and Chief Korah. They are the tribal chiefs of Esau's wife, Ohelabama, the daughter of Ana. These are the sons of Esau, who is Edom, and these are their tribal chiefs. These are the sons of Seir, the Horite, who live in the land, Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ana, Daishan, Ezer, and Daishan. These are the Horite tribal chiefs, Seir's sons in the land of Edom. Lodan's sons are Horai and Haman, and Lodan's sister was Timnah. These are Shobal's sons, Elvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These are Zibion's sons, Aiah and Anah. Anah is the one who found water in the desert while pasturing his father Zibion's donkeys. These are Anah's children, Daishan and Anah's daughter, Ohilabama. These are Daishan's sons, Hemdan, Ishban, Ithran, and Chiran. These are Ezer's sons, Bilhan, Zeavan, and Achan. These are Dishan's sons, Uz and Aran. These are the Horite tribal chiefs, chiefs Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ana, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These are the Horite tribal chiefs listed according to their chiefs in the land of Seir. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before a king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, Beor's son, ruled in Edom. His city's name was Dinhaba. After Bela died, Jobab, son of Zerah from Bozrah, became king. After Jobab died, Husham from the land of the Temanites became king. After Husham died, Hadad, Bedad's son who defeated Midian in the countryside of Moab, became king. His city's name was Avith. After Hadad died, Samla from Masrekah became king. After Samla died, Shal from Rehoboth on the river became king. After Shal died, Baal-Hanan, Akbor's son, became king. After Baal-Hanan, Akbor's son died, Hadar became king. His city's name was Pa, and his wife's name was Mehedabal, the daughter of Matred, and granddaughter of Mehezab. These are the names of Esau's tribal chiefs according to their families, their locations, and their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Elva, Chief Jetheth, Chief Ohelabama, Chief Ela, Chief Penan, Chief Kenaz, Chief Taman, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdil, and Chief Aram. These are Edom's tribal chiefs according to their settlements and the land they possessed. This is Esau, 
the ancestors of the Edomites. Jacob lived in the land of Canaan where his father was an immigrant. This is the account of Jacob's descendants. Joseph was 17 years old and tended the flock with his brothers while he was helping the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. Joseph told their father unflattering things about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was born when Jacob was old. Jacob had made for him a long robe. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of his brothers, they hated him and couldn't even talk nicely to him. Joseph had a dream and told it to his brothers, which made them hate him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. When we were binding stalks of grain in the field, my stalk got up and stood upright, while your stalks gathered around it and bowed down to my stalk. His brothers said to him, Will you really be our king and rule over us? So they hated him even more because of the dreams he told them. Then Joseph had another dream and described it to his brothers. I've just dreamed again, and this time the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he described it to his father and brothers, his father scolded him and said to him, What kind of dreams have you dreamed? Am I and your mother and your brothers supposed to come and bow down to the ground in front of you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father took careful note of the matter. Joseph's brothers went to tend their father's flock near Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Aren't your brothers tending the sheep near Shechem? Come, I'll send you to them. And he said, I'm ready. Jacob said to him, Go, find out how your brothers are and how the flock is and report back to me. So Jacob sent him from the Hebron Valley. When he approached Shechem, a man found him wandering in the field and asked him, What are you looking for? Joseph said, I'm looking for my brothers. Tell me, where are they tending the sheep? The man said, They left here. I heard them saying, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. They saw Joseph in the distance before he got close to them, and they plotted to kill him. The brothers said to each other, Here comes the big dreamer. Come on now, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns, and we'll say a wild animal devoured him. Then we will see what becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard what they said, he saved him from them, telling them, Let's not take his life, Reuben said to them. Don't spill his blood. Throw him into this desert cistern, but don't lay a hand on him. He intended to save Joseph from them and take him back to his father. When Joseph reached his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's long robe, took him, and threw him into the cistern, an empty cistern with no water in it. When they sat down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with camels carrying sweet resin, medicinal resin, and fragrant resin on their way down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and hide his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let's not harm him because he's our brother, he's family. His brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they pulled Joseph up out of the cistern. They sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and found that Joseph wasn't in it, he tore his clothes. Then he returned to his brothers and said, The boy is gone, and I, where can I go now? His brothers took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the long robe, 
brought it to their father and said, We found this. See if it's your son's robe or not. He recognized it and said, It's my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph must have been torn into pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put a simple mourning cloth around his waist, and mourned for his son for many days. All of his sons and daughters got up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted, telling them, I'll go to my grave mourning for my son. And Joseph's father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold Joseph to the Egyptians, to Potiphar, Pharaoh's chief officer, commander of the royal guard. There's a beautiful and brilliant resource available to us at the Daily Audio Bible Store, and it is a devotional called The God of Your Story that my husband wrote several years ago. It's a beautiful accompany piece uh, for the daily readings. The only thing is, I will preface, uh, it's not in chronological order. It is. It follows the regular daily audio Bible reading, which is Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs. If you're not a double deber, I highly recommend it. I say that because I'm pulling from there today just to orient us to the story. After Jacob and Esau were reunited as brothers, Jacob moved within the land that had been promised to him. Jacob and Esau were both so prosperous that one region was too small for them both. As we both moved along with Jacob and his family through Genesis, we also said goodbye. Jacob's beloved wife, Rachel, died in childbirth. The child was the 12th son of Jacob, Israel, and he was named Benjamin. And so today we read the first recap of the first children of Israel, the names of the sons of Jacob. Knowing these names and where they came from is important in the future. These men's names will become the tribes of Israel, and we will cross paths with them frequently as we move forward through the scriptures. But we have one more goodbye. Jacob's father Isaac died in today's reading, as well as the ripe old age of 180. Jacob and Esau buried him together. Abraham's grandchildren and great-grandchildren now lead the way forward. Joseph was one of the two sons of Rachel, Jacob's beloved wife. Today we also saw Joseph's story begin to take shape, and we'll be chasing his story in the coming days. Joseph plays a pivotal role and the promise of God to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But as we often discover in our own lives, his route was not laid out in a straight line. Boy, is that not the truth. Because Rachel was Jacob's favored wife, Joseph was his favored son, and his brothers were jealous. We see that jealousy. Somehow the jealousy was tolerable until Joseph started having dreams. His dreams seemed to indicate that one day his brothers would all bow down to him. We can only imagine the new levels of tension this brought to the family. One day, Jacob sent Joseph to check on his brothers who were shepherding their flocks far to the north. When they saw him coming, they decided to kill him. Thankfully, they did not carry out that plan. However, they did something nearly as unspeakable. They trafficked their own brother into slavery. Joseph ended up a long way from home in Egypt where he was purchased by Potiphar, who happened to be Pharaoh's captain of the guard. We walk through seasons that do not seem fair. Perhaps we've endured a heartbreaking betrayal or another kind of injustice. In these times, our faith is tested and we should look at testing for what it is. In science, something is tested to find out its composition or to discern if it's pure. Testing is not a bad thing. 
it gives us answers. And in the case of faith, testing shows us what we are really made of. It also shows us what God is really made of. Often in times of testing, we misrepresent what is happening and find ourselves wandering into bitterness. As the story of Joseph unfolds, we will find ourselves staring into our own soul. Joseph was a young man who had every right to be bitter. What happened and will happen to him was certainly unjust and unfair, but let's watch his response at every turn, for they will inform and instruct our own. Father, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for this time together with you in your word. And we watch as the story unfolds and as we are seeing some pretty crazy family dynamics and maybe it will cause us to pause and look into our own hearts, our own family systems, our own family dynamics and see where we have maybe been jealous, been envious of people within our own family, directly related. Maybe we've become cold and bitter and maybe there's things that we need to own our part and repair. And we can only do that with you. Thank you for your help and your guidance. Pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out. That is the website. You can check out that website. At the website, there's a store and it houses plenty of resources that have been created specifically to enhance your journey through the Bible. So you can check that out. If you would like to partner with us here at Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. We're grateful we don't have to. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or utilizing that app, hit the red, no, hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit send, turn the wheel over to chronological, and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. I'll turn the page together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Good morning, this is Kelly from South Carolina. Lord, I pray for Dina. Please don't let her end her life, Lord. Please just let her know that she is worthy to you and that life comes from you. Father, we just lift her up. I don't know what she's going through, but it must be really bad. Please hold her tight, Lord. Please let her know she's loved. We love her, you love her. Life is worth living because you give it. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, this is Susan from Texas. And I just wanted to lift up a couple people that I heard um, prayer requested for this morning. Um, I really wanna lift up Gary from Oregon who lost his parents in an ice storm. Lord, I just come before you in the name of Jesus. And I just lift up Gary to you, Lord. Oh, the pain and the suffering that he must be feeling right now, Lord. I can't even imagine. And I just ask, Lord, right now that you would just 
gird him and hold him up and strengthen him. Lord, give him the peace that only you can give that goes beyond human understanding. Lord, um, a peace that we can't even muster up for ourselves. And I pray that you would comfort him and that you would put people around him who will encourage him, pray with him, give him strength, Lord. I pray that he would look to you for strength. And if he doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that you would make yourself real to him, that he would come to know you as his Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that he would feel your presence, that it would be palpable to him, Lord. And I just thank you for what you're going to do because I know that you care and you love him. I also think of Cheryl who lost her, her son unexpectedly, unexpectedly or not losing a child. I can't even imagine, Lord. Please comfort Cheryl. Please be with her, Lord. Please strengthen her. And as well, Lord, I pray that she leans on you. If she doesn't know you, that she would feel your presence the tugging of your Holy Spirit on her heart, and that she would know you as her Savior. I lift both of these up to you and thank you for what, what you'll do. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, family. This is Pray Without Ceasing in Atlanta. It's um, the morning of my 62nd birthday, and I just heard Dana, the truck driver, saying if we wanted to pray for her, we could. Dina, I want to. And I want you to celebrate your birthday for the rest of your life. Not prematurely. I actually want you to be able to celebrate every day that God has given you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would meet Dana where she is. I ask that you would comfort her and allow her to know who she is and what she means to you. Just how much you love her and how much you want her here until you're ready to take her to be with you. Help her to know that you are with her every second of every day. Dana, we're here, we care, and we want to. Dana, this is BGHA, by His Grace Alone. I just heard your prayer request on the DABC. Please know, dear Dina, that you matter, you are loved, and that you would be missed if you were to take your life. God has granted us life in all its abundance. Yes, it can be challenging. He didn't promise that it would be easy. But know that we are with you, we care about you, and that we want you to live and live abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen.